0: They're kind of young. But really, they're just angry. And yet, Mike and Ben are reasonable Republicans. Hey, Young Repub crew, this is Mike and Ben with the Young Repubs, and we have a special guest with us, Uriti Fangupo, or aka Poe. So, oh, kind oops. of, tell, tell us about yourself, Poe. Just kind of go into, about your, your political background, I guess. Like, one thing I really liked about you is you were an OG MAGA supporter, and <laughs> you, you, yeah, so just just going yeah. the political background.
1: It, it's funny because um, this back when when uh, Trump was was running, I was in a, a business. I, w- I was in a business meeting, in in Las Vegas, and one of the guys um, made fun of him. <laughs> it's like, oh, we have a clown running for for trying to be a president, and he's like this Trump guy. And then I, I thought about that and I was like, I know Trump. I used to have a tie that had Trump on it. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I and then I looked up Trump and honestly, I always root for the underdog, always. Mm-hmm. Just because it's a much more interesting story. And then if they win, it's just it's just fun more. So at first I supported him just because he was the underdog. And when and when people were making fun of him and all of that, I was like, well, I'm going to just go for him and let's, let's, let's just do this. But then, as I was listening to um, to President Trump, I started realizing that he had some techniques that I think a lot of people were missing and techniques in terms of persuasion. And so, and the first one um, that I noticed was just interesting because I started following other persuaders that, um, that saw the same thing. And it was when he was in the the debate with all the other candidates for for the Republican candidate. Um, I think it was Megan Kelly. She asked Trump the question, or told him that he he called women pigs. And do you guys remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And that that question yeah. there that she formulated was a kill shot, right? It would have ended any politician. But though, but what Trump did was is that he he said only rosie O'Donnell, and the whole room erupted in laughter <laughs> and then i remember that and i was like oh my gosh what he just did there is he changed the energy and uh and the direction of the question to his favor which typically most most um most politicians would have been apologetic and all of that and and it would have ended their their run but when i saw trump being able to, to control the energy of the room and the direction of the questions, to me, that was technique. And so and so I was like, okay, this guy got some real stuff. He's not just a normal politician. He has, he understands marketing, he understands branding, he understands energy, he understands all these things. So I was like, okay, this guy might, might actually win. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's when I started shifting from the underdog to like, this is the dog. Like, I think he really, can you can throw anything at him and he'll a- he'll be able to modify the feelings around it
0: and so it come really quick from your just kind of following him just because he's the underdog to wow he might have something was that a pretty quick transition once you realized that and and it was really I, early on in his primary you and- know what's, what's interesting is is
1: i didn't really support trump's policies until mm-hmm. he was in office
0: Okay,
1: because I don't trust any politician and their policies prior to going in office, because typically it's they say they'll do this and then they go ahead and do the other things. And so I gave the same skepticism to Trump that I did with uh, other Democrats. And so I wait until they get into the office and I see what they actually do. Right? and and that's and and the actions is what gains, what 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 brings me in more, and and then he just had Hillary as the other side, and I was just like, well, I definitely am not going for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of the speed of 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 transitioning, my interest level jumped even more, uh, in Trump when when that happened, and okay. so and there were so many other things too where he. Um, he used his own money to fund his campaigns like he had skin in the game he you know there were so many other things too and he would say it i love that he wasn't filtered right
0: i think that's what a lot of people loved about him was yeah right no yeah
1: and the, the no filter part number one was awesome because he's saying everything that the people want to say <laughs> to the people <laughs> they want to say it to right uh-huh. but on the other hand is is i love it because um what trump says like you know that's what you get because he said a lot of dumb things too oh, right yeah. if you're honest about it and so i love the transparency uh of how trump like just says things and he'll say some things that are just like oh boy <laughs> but, but at the same time like yeah but his actions were just awesome and i i yeah, I was I was really I, I was not happy. I was sad when he didn't win um uh for a second term, but I kind of expected it too, given um mm-hmm. given the the ripple effects that he created throughout his presidency and all the waves. Like if you if you poke the bear, the bear is going to come back, right? Definitely. And I think he pointed he poked so many bears. And so, so yeah, I, I like Trump for his pers- persuasion techniques, um, and I definitely want I wanted him over Hillary. By the way, side note, I think I see the same persuasion techniques with AOC.
0: Interesting,
1: and I believe that the Republican Party is doing the, making the same mistake with AOC that the democrats made with trump
0: interesting
2: yeah yeah yeah, scary thought is what that is
1: but it it is and and i think that she is super strategic and smart whereas most republicans look at her as a dumb clown right and i'm like ooh. dude you're underestimating her. She's going to be president one day because of how how little you how you underestimate her. I mean, think about what she did for Texas. She yeah. raised like like what two three million dollars, and and Ted Cruz was in Mexico, right? Interesting. Like, but but if you if you look at that, like she's not doing it because she cares. I'll tell you that much she saw the opportunity and she saw the branding and she saw that tech crews had a bad angle and a bad branding and she jumped on that it Capitalized thing. well she she did and so and so yeah I, I that doesn't mean i like her but i i gotta you gotta respect
0: the, yeah you gotta respect the the tech ta- the tactics and everything that's a very interesting perspective because i've always seen her as like a clown and just you you literally pick people up by their bootstraps and the blah blah she says some stupid stuff so did trump and that's a really interesting correlation she's a lot younger too
1: right exactly and you just gotta be careful because (laughs) he went from he went from something non-related to politics to president she was a waiter to Mm -hmm. where she's at now you do not get there if you're an idiot and I think that sure. Republicans are making a mistake by underestimating her. Even though she lied about, you know, being at the Capitol and all that, mm-hmm. like, she knew she lied. Yeah. <laughs> but she, but everyone was talking about it, right? It
0: was the number one story for Exactly.
1: And yeah. she, she's a beast mode persuader. And I,
0: that's one thing I remember you talking about with Trump early on was um, the art of the deal. Is that his book? yeah 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 and how he uses those shock and awe techniques just to get talked about he doesn't right yeah and that's that's Uh, what happened with her
1: exactly and so all the left had to do to beat trump the first time was read his book and they did not (laughs) you know what I'm saying so so yeah. Anyway, and then, so that's that's pretty much um, my history with Trump. I I went to his inauguration. I was right next to Duck Dynasty um, oh, at his no. inauguration, and and we were there. I was so sick, but we were like over there, and it was so funny being at the inauguration. Like like the 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 um, what do you call it? The the news didn't show what the what the crowd was chanting. But the entire time, it was like, lock her up, lock, like, (laughs) just the funniest things. And um,
0: the energy in his, in his rallies is phenomenal. It was
1: awesome. Yeah, it was, it was was great. But anyway, that's, I didn't want to take up too much time with that.
0: Oh, no, like, I appreciate that perspective. Again, you, you made me into a Trump believer. And I think he also made me into a Trump believer when he started saying and doing what he would say. And that's why you were, he is not your standard politician, and he was underestimated. And that is a, yeah. And so I, what, what do you think he's going to be doing now? What do you think his next move is? Do you think he's done with politics? Do you think he's going to? That's,
1: that's a good question. Um, I've been hearing a lot of rumors about him starting his own social media platform, right? Okay. I've heard and, like that, yeah. And there's there's, there's problems with that no not uh there's there's nothing wrong with that i think that it's great but the amount of technology that goes into supporting half of the country in one platform Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money a lot of dev time you know Mm -hmm. that there's a lot that goes in there and then typically most software companies they go off of other servers like amazon servers and so so if he does that i think it'll be okay but there's yeah,
0: You have to learn from what Parler did, because that's kind of what Parler was, right? And it was, yeah. it was holding on to this influx of people, but they were on Amazon Web Services, and they said that they violated terms and agreement. That's a whole other argument. But yeah, the infrastructure for something like that is phenomenal if you don't want to get shut down.
1: Right. It's huge. And and some people are like, why don't we just create our own social media platform? Well, <laughs> do we want to get technical about it? <laughs> because it's, it's massive not like it's massive and so then how are you going to market it you're going to market it through Facebook Instagram (laughs) like yeah like those are the the key components to to getting the word out to you to the people you want to bring to your platform but but back to the question you were saying is what do I think you do honestly I have a good feeling that he may have been a little bit happy that that he's that he lost Hmm. I think I think that and maybe it's because i don't know I, I just think about the amount of pressure right that, yeah. that that job has and not only that he went from being uh, being loved by everyone like he was great he had money he had power he had influence he had fans and then he went into a completely different he went into politics and suddenly and i think you already knew this but 50% of the country just hated him right yep. And just imagine having to switch from from just being someone that everyone's like jump, 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 to 50% you're a Nazi, you're terrible, you're you're gonna end the world, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I ha- I feel like a little bit of him is kind of like, <laughs> you know. I need a break. I, I need a break from that and Definitely. and perhaps like spend some time with his family and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. I still think he's a patriot. But I, I wouldn't love that. I, I don't I wouldn't blame him if he if if he was okay not being trashed every single second of every day
0: yeah you gotta like that that's got to be taxing and that's kind of one thing that a lot of people on the left especially don't really understand is like he 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 lost money he did not make anything if anything yeah you know, like you were saying he went from being super popular 100 percent of people liking him give or take to losing half of his popularity and people not just not liking him, but demonizing him and thinking he is Satan reincarnate. Like, Oh yeah. Like that is a mind shift of, I don't think anyone really could comprehend.
1: Right. And people think that he's, he's an, he's ego driven. Like it's so interesting that people think that Mm -hmm. because if you really had ego, you couldn't take, hundred percent or fifty percent of the country hating you True. just think about that right you would have to have your ego in check to be able to handle the hatred that comes towards you Mm -hmm. because people that have huge egos get very defensive if you say just even the smallest things about them and mm-hmm. so I thought that he was actually super humble in a lot of ways. He was he was in your face, he punched back if you punched at him. But but I don't think I could take that kind of of I feel like I have an ego and if if people just started trash me for no reason, I feel like I wouldn't be focused on on America, I would be focused on me just defending me the entire four years. Mm-hmm. But he was focused on America and he did do things and and yeah, I just feel like uh, I, I feel like he was one of the best presidents there ever was, to be
0: honest. Yeah, and I, I think that that started to break down. In I, I think I really kind of started to see it during um, the first presidential debate. Is it, it was just chaos, and it when you when you have someone lying to your face and lying about you, it's hard not to get defensive and like no that is not true and interrupt him mm-hmm. and interrupt and interrupt and so you can kind of see that and I think he was getting a little tired like you were saying towards the yeah. end of it all
1: so, yeah but. but you know what he I think he changed the country already with this four years mm-hmm. in bringing forth the, the tagline fake news I don't think the country was aware how much they were lied to until Trump came. Yes, so so true. And so he brought that forth and in his four years completely changed everything. And now everyone knows the line fake news. And even, uh, I think it's Finland. Did you guys hear about Finland? Mm -hmm. Like Finland is so scared of fake news that they're now teaching their children in, not primary, but in... They're teaching their kids mm-hmm. at a young age how to spot fake news. Interesting. But, yeah, and it, they're not just teaching it like, oh, Fox News is fake news, CNN's fake news. They're teaching the persuasion techniques that liars use. And so wow. the kids in Finland are growing up knowing how to spot liars, whether they're on the right or the left which I think is amazing. And I honestly don't think that that would have happened without Trump.
0: Yeah. He fundamentally changed. I think the way we're going to see politics for the rest of the lo- our lives. And mm-hmm. that being just one thing that that's interesting. I, I, I want to read that article and then I'll tag yeah. that in the show notes once we can find that, but that's fascinating. And that's, I think that's a, an, another thing that a lot of people have a hard time is they get so caught up in their side and their team that they're not willing to not acknowledge that they might be, propo- like, uh, pro- um, supporting fake news just on with a left or a right twist to everything, and to be very objective mm-hmm. about your perspective in that stuff.
1: Right. Right.
0: <clears throat> Interesting. Oh, cool. That was that was good. Okay, so we're gonna continue with our bill of rights series and number two is on the docket amendment
2: number two uh ben do you have that pulled up i do Do i'm gonna go ahead and read that yeah start off with the the original and the basic text of the second amendment and we'll dive into it and kind of uh piece it apart so it says a well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed.
0: Okay. Boom. So mm-hmm. what does that mean today? Ben.
1: That's on who you're talking to, right?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, what it what it means today, man. Well, I mean, let's let's go back actually. Let's start off what or why it was originally created or written that way. And then we can talk about what it means today. So if you look back, as we've, I think we've discussed it, who knows how many and how many times the second amendment was written so we could keep and preserve all of our other original original rights and freedoms, our life, uh, our pursuit of happiness and our liberties without the second amendment we of course would not even be uh, a country we wouldn't be the united states of america we would still be under the reign of the united kingdom so
0: yeah and it's just kind of kind of with that idea we left last podcast off with about the fourth branch and how the first amendment is really the idea for people to propose ideas to change government and when tyrannical gov- government gets out of hand the next check and balance that people have is the second amendment against the uh, against tyranny and so we we did that with britain and i don't think anything has really changed in the application of this wording the only thing that really has changed is we haven't had to literally use it against our own government yet and in the revolutionary times they they did <clears throat> Exactly,
2: and I hope we never have to use it. No, yeah, it's the last resort again. But if if we start seeing a a government trying to infringe upon our rights as it, as an American people, then unfortunately, that's eventually what's going to happen. Yeah, kind of. Um,
0: I I think a lot about. I, I was super saddened by what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, because I was really excited that there were actually senators and people of the house that were contesting and challenging the electoral votes. And I thought it was a legitimate constitutional process. It is a legitimate constitutional process, but it kind of went out the window the second those people um, started rioting and, and breaking into the Capitol buildings. But you gotta think of like, what led up to that moment? That was the culmination of being ignored, of being lied to and not of the courts, not listening to the vote. And of all these things that just built up and built up and it just exploded into this violent outburst. And that's what happens with violence. Violence, war, I can't remember where I heard it, but war is, is a physical representation of ideas and philosophies. That's all war is. That's interesting. And, that's, and that's kind of what you saw with the, the capital riots. It, it, that violence was a physical representation of them being... Ignored about the vote and just the whole um, unknowns, all the unknowns that came with this last twenty twenty election. Uh, Poe, oh, yeah, what are your thoughts on on all this?
1: On the Second Amendment, uh, it's kind of what or, we were talking about. You know, I, um, Ben says something um, that actually was. It's interesting and scary, too, when Ben says it. And so and, and Ben and I, we can kind of dupe this out, and I think the audience will, will benefit from us um, exchanging this. Um, But something that Ben said, and you guys let me know if I get out of the line. This is your podcast. Oh, yeah,
0: I'll smack you across the interwebs. Don't worry. Man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you going to silence me? Are you going to? Uh...
2: We're going to censor you for sure. You're going to
1: censor me? <laughs> No,
2: well, yeah, you know,
1: we cancel,
0: love the... cancel me. Yeah, we will <laughs> oh.
1: not cancel you. So. <laughs> um, Something that Ben said was um, he said if the government does X, then unfortunately, the result is we will come after the government. Hmm. At least that's what I took. Or we're going to use our Second Amendment rights to to protect ourselves um, and pretty much get rid of that government. Am I, am I understanding that correctly,
2: Ben? Uh, in, in a sense, yes. And the point that if that ever happened is hopefully, you know, 100, 200 plus years down the road to where that type of uh, involvement from our, our citizens, us as the as Black put it earlier, the, the fourth party, Mm-hmm. Um, having to take up and bear arms against our own government. Hopefully that never happens, but that's why the the Second Amendment was put into place.
1: Which which makes sense, right? And and if you look at the if you look um if if you look at the Nazi Party, right? If if the the six million Jews had guns, would the Holocaust happen? Right? Probably not, right? <laughs> Yeah, like, it, or at least it'll be minimized, or there's enough friction to stop, right? Because I don't know how big the Nazi, um, the Nazi army was, but six million with with guns, that's an army, man. And and, and in my mind, I was like, oh yeah, that's um, sorry, you a second here. It. So, so I can see how how the Second Amendment is created to to protect the citizen from a tyrannical government, right? You know, one of the thoughts that I had is I'm actually more worried about conservatives becoming the tyrannical group. Interesting. Let, let me throw this idea out there and just know of I'm course, conservative yeah. as well. <laughs> and and I do own guns and I <laughs> and so I understand it. And so I'm I'm looking at myself as well. Because one of the things that Jordan Peterson brings up and when I listen to that guy, I make sure that I really take to heart what he's saying. And one of the things that he asked his students is if you were in Germany's time, do you think that you would not be one of those soldiers at the Nazi camps?
0: I remember, I, I remember this. Right? Yeah. Definitely. And then
1: all of his students were like, Of course not. I'm gonna be brave. I'm gonna, I'm going to be the one that fights the Nazis and all of that. And and that was such an alarming answer to Jordan Peterson because Mm -hmm. as a clinical psychologist, he understood that the statistics, number one, majority of people are not brave. Mm -hmm. Majority of people, if they lived during that Nazi era, would would probably be a Nazi.
0: Or at least in support of the Nazis.
1: Or in support of the Nazis, right? And so... And so I started asking myself, what makes a tyrannical government?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or how did how did um, Hitler convince the people to do that heinous act? Or did the or did he just embody what the people already felt, and he was just a rallying person? the The reason I bring that up is is that. Germany, and correct me if I'm wrong on my history. Yeah. But, but, but I I am I'm putting trying to put the pieces together. Germany lost World War I, right? And on top of losing that, losing that war and all the economic problems with that, they had hyperinflation, which even if you had savings and investments, you would have been completely broke. And mm-hmm. people were taking. Barrels of money to get a loaf of bread. Think about how desperate that situation is, right? Mm-hmm. And in psychology classes, they ask that that question, if your family was hungry, and there was one bread, but you had to take it from someone else, what would you do?
0: Yeah. Right? You'd probably I, say, yeah, take it.
1: I'm telling you right now, if my kids, if it ever gets to that situation, and I'm being completely honest as an individual who's actually who's selfish and has human nature, I will do whatever it takes to feed my kids.
0: Definitely. Right?
1: And, and so what Jordan Peterson was trying to say is that in the situations that, that the Germans were in and all of that, we have to look at what created that problem, created that tyranny. Mm-hmm. And, and what, and now I'm going away from Jordan Peterson and here's my opinion and, and I'll tie it back to, to what Ben said. I think it takes a very desperate situation to create tyranny at that level. Hmm. Right. I agree. Yeah. Right. And, and you just don't go killing people. Like, like think like, I think about the politicians now. I don't think that they're Nazi level desperate. Yeah. I think they're just purely selfish. Mm-hmm. They 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 do whatever is in their in their own self-interest, and that's human nature across the board. But it takes a desperate situation to put someone in that point. Of, and by the way, like Hitler, he had like six friends, five of whom got killed in a second when from a bomb, boom, killed them all that changes people, right? And, and, and what would it have to take to change people to the point they get so desperate that they start killing other people? And, and from a psychology standpoint, in 2020, who feels the most desperate? Is well, it the Democrats right or is it the conservatives?
0: It is. And that's where I think a lot of people are are really worried about. And I, and I agree with you. Yeah. When you put like, like you were saying with Trump earlier, he poking bear, poking bears, you poke a bear long enough, it's going to lash out. And this bear has guns.
1: Right. Exactly. And here's the thing is that the conservatives they are keeping it in.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. That's that's your natural, like the Christian based conservative charity mentality is to kind of turn the other cheek, turn the other... You only can do that for so long, though.
1: You can only do it for so long. And let's say it gets so bad that that people are just getting to a point where they're just like, I'm so fed up, and suddenly there is a conservative Hitler coming up and rallying everyone and saying, the left is a tyrannical government. And, I think and everyone that's what... that supports them, it is time to use our guns. Yeah. See... And the only reason ben that i bring that up is because i i really want to encourage both your viewers and mine that as we approach this that we don't get so caught up in ourselves that we're not humble enough to say that we can become the tyrant Mm -hmm. and when you look at the number of military guns out there as opposed to the numbers that are in the citizens hands the citizens is a bigger army given Given the government has, has bigger guns. But, like, yes, the government can become tyrannical, but based on human human uh, development and, and human nature, it can go both ways, is my point.
2: Mm. It's just what oh, I'm yeah, no about. no doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, that, that's like I'm
1: talking so much.
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry, no, guys. You're good. <laughs> We're just fascinated. As Poe, just keep telling us.
2: No, listen uh, all this knowledge just coming out of his brain yeah grab his butt won't you
1: <laughs> depends depends on, on what you like or don't like <laughs> about what I'm saying that's
2: that's that's why we started this podcast though is to bring up these conversations so people are seeing it from more than just one point of view because that's what's important. Yeah, and Hi. we are yeah we are coming out it with a uh, Republican conservative
0: spin, but I think the younger Republicans in general are not your typical established Republicans that have been there, and, and yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> any other sorry,
1: sorry to derail it, guys.
0: Oh no, no, that was great. <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic
1: i i just been around it comes from experience i've been around um gang members that had guns mm-hmm. and in their minds their motive was as pure as snow.
0: oh definitely we all think and that's that's kind of I. when you were talking about how like that not having that self-reflection i thought about it from like the the biblical perspective and the whole lord is it i kind of mentality that a lot of people don't Hat. like and, and that takes a lot of discipline and i i know myself i i fall into that trap to where yeah i, I that ego gets in the way and no i i am doing what's right i i yeah and so you uh, step know. back and having that humility to ask yourself am i the problem that takes a right. lot that takes a lot i,
2: a, I had, a conver- had a conversation at dinner last night actually um more so along the, the last part of the second amendment and it's those rights shall not be infringed upon. And it, I mean, I was kind of like, I have to humble myself and have this conversation, but it's, uh, the fact that if you take your, your extreme, your, your right extremists who believe that 100% where that, that shall not be infringed, meaning anybody can go into a, a gun store and buy a firearm that's nonsense. And is not even, Shouldn't even be considered. It needs to, we need to find that common ground and, and the word gun control gets taken out of context, gun control. If you're a right extremist, you look at it as trying to take away all firearms, not allowing anybody to have that, not even, you know, not even law enforcement take it out of the hands of anybody that's not military, but we got to find that common ground. If you can't back or pass a, a, a background check, if you can't pass a criminal history check if you are mentally unstable, you're homicidal or suicidal. You definitely should not own a firearm. And so mm-hmm. we just need to, we need to draw that line and and make it uh, more established on on what gun control actually is.
1: I guess yeah. your ex wife can can determine that too now,
2: right? Means- oh man, <laughs> I hate that that bill though. It's okay, that's too far. That's, that's too a far.
0: Perfect transition. Let's talk about HR 127. Let's do it. So. Um, do you want to give us a quick rundown of what that is, Ben, for those of who may not know what we're talking about?
2: So H.R. 127 is a bill that is currently, uh, hold on, I'm going to pull it up and see where it's currently standing because I haven't looked since last week. Um, so it is currently still just introduced into the House, and so it's being reviewed by the, the House of Representatives right now um background on it they are calling the i'm gonna butcher the name sabika sheik sheik firearm licensing and registration act they're basing it off of a school shooting that happened where a, uh, I believe she was 13 correct me if you know 13 or 15 I, I um she was she was killed by someone with a firearm so uh, and that was in texas um representative jackson lee or Sheila Jackson Lee has decided to uh, sponsor this bill and to introduce it to the house. But if we go into it, uh, I had a part pulled up, but now hold on one second.
1: Maybe so funny, isn't she? (laughs) I, I, I read, I read that she took, she took, a first-class seat from a democratic person and called her racist. <laughs> I, guess, I, I heard that and I was just like, oh man.
2: <laughs> so the man, there's too much that goes into it. I was going to have some specifics in it, but it's just so long. Basically here's the, the biggest top or biggest points in it. So any, any magazine over 10 rounds, you will get fined, I believe it's up to $8,000 per magazine for any magazine over 10 rounds. Um, It would ban and make illegal to purchase or own any type of assault rifle. You can't see me, but I'm air quoting any type of assault rifle um, from being regulated or like I said, it would be banned from the the private citizens. You'd have to be law enforcement or military and it can only be work-related. Um, each firearm has to be insured, um, which I think was a minimum of $500 insurance deposit, I think is how it's worded is there. It's an insurance deposit on the firearm, right? Per firearm. Correct. Okay. The, place where your firearms are stored has to be inspected and approved meaning that they can come in and see where you store your firearms they have to approve of the safe that the firearms are stored in
1: really i did not see that part
2: yeah that's crazy um if you are younger than 21 and you own a firearm you can automatically be Deemed as a felon for possessing a firearm, even though you purchased it prior to this bill. Legally, there's no grandfathering ask. in. Um, not that I have read as I've gone line by line. There might be later on somewhere in a different clause, but right from now. what I've read so far, there isn't. Um, Poe mentioned earlier, so there's a psychological evaluation done by a uh, another air quote third party um, shrink who will do a portion of a background check as well where they will uh, be able to pick any person they want to, to question about you. So they can take your ex-wife who completely hates you and despises you and they can interview her and ask her any questions they want to, to see if you should be allowed to own a firearm. Um, so I'm just going to jump in here real quick for that. because yeah, there's
0: so much. Go ahead. <laughs> there, there is a lot. And it, it it all hinges on two different liberal... I, I mean, I'm i going to come out with the article in a series of this, but the liberal tactics that they use in this whole bill, H.R. 127, hinges on two major um, tactics or strategies that the left uses a lot. The first of all is the emotional or the pathos concept of it was named after Rebecca Sheik. We're going to look up that article. Don't hold us accountable at this moment, but that article it's named after was after a school shooting or a, a mass shooting at some degree. A lot of the times they propose these, these things are on the anniversary of major mass shootings. And so you already have that emotional response and that emotional trigger when they're proposing these fundamentally um, these fundamental changes to the constitution Another one is it. A lot of it is subjective. Subjective. An assault rifle. That isn't a very subjective term. There is no hardcore definition of what
2: an assault weapon is. And also, if it weighs weighs as much as ten boxes, then you know you have an assault rifle. Yeah, and your AR and shoots a fifty-caliber round.
1: (laughs) But, 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 I mean, I'm going to come back to that point. She's she's being very strategic on on that. She's Mm -hmm. using 10 boxes. When you think, when she says 10 boxes, what do you think of? 10 boxes. (laughs) She's being very visual. Mm -hmm. She could have said, she could have said it weighs 36 kilograms or whatever, but -hmm. people don't remember that. But in psychology, if you make it visual, then people remember it. No matter how
0: crazy it is.
1: Exactly. And that's why Trump, he was like, it's gonna be a big, beautiful wall. Like He he always uses visuals because it sticks in the human brain. And so I'm my point is is that she's using strategy, psychological strategies that that, that work. And and yeah. even even the um, even the 50 caliber stuff, mm-hmm. like I think mm-hmm. she did that on purpose. Because people will talk about it. It's something Trump did. And so
0: so oh, yeah. If she did it on purpose. So here, here's kind of my rebuttal to something like that is, is it makes her look like she doesn't know, and, and this is kind of where the, the hardcore, not even the hardcore, just the people who believe in the Second Amendment and love their guns, they, these are the people that are proposing the bills or, or people who don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know if it's, it might be some strategy. That's an interesting perspective on it. But at the same time, I I if that was her first time holding a gun, she doesn't even know the basic fundamentals and, and, and that's the, but what Biden posted, not posted, um, proposed with the common sense gun reform bills. That's another very subjective term because common sense for me and for any, for you guys, for anyone that's really handled a firearm is you don't point your gun at anything. You're not willing to shoot or destroy. You're not, you keep your finger off the trigger until you're willing to pull it. You know, what's beyond the target and, um you treat every weapon as if it's loaded like the basic firearm safety that that's common sense for me but whereas common sense for some other other people is um low capacity magazine or just getting rid of yeah
2: so it yeah. says the term military style weapons means and it lists them out and it says Uh, Any of the firearms or copies or duplicates of the firearms in any caliber known as, and like I said, it lists actual brands, the Beretta AR-70, so you can't own a Beretta AR-70, a Colt AR-15. Um, If it has a revolving cylinder shotgun, uh, and then they go into a semi-automatic rifle that has has an ability to accept a detachable magazine and has at least two of. So if you can detach the magazine is one. And then if it's got a folding stock or a telescoping stock, which is any modern M4, has a, a stock that you can retract or extend. A pistol grip that protrudes conspicuously beneath the action of, a, of the weapon, so it can't have a, can't have a pistol grip on it. Any type of bayonet mount. It can't have a flash suppressor or a threaded barrel designed to accommodate a flash suppressor. Or i can't have a grenade launcher right? yeah i want a grenade launcher <laughs> but like yeah. they listed out on all of these things that you can get for a 22 okay or, so
0: yeah kind of
2: going like it's gonna ban everything except for your old school hunting rifles that are you know a bolt action hunting rifle is basically what that is going to allow to be legal
0: yeah. Okay. So let me, let me backpedal. So yes, it is subjective saying assault weapons, but now after, after having, you read that, that is their, their definition of assault weapon is basically every gun. Exactly. And so it's, it's very specific in that aspect of, and that's, that's kind of what I mean by the subjective nature, the subjective nature can kind of go however they want it to go. And in this case it is, Pretty much every gun, every type of gun, because most guns like pistol grips like that is the most comfortable and most secure way to fire a firearm unless you're shooting a long range um, hunting rifle with a bigger caliber for. But anyways, I digress. So that, that's kind of H.R. 127 oh, and, man, it's for for sure and the common sense gun reform bill that President Biden and the Democrats
2: are proposing. So what? Oh, in- I, I did my own fact check really quick. I got to correct it. It's yeah. eight hundred dollars per firearm for insurance, and you can only be fined up to ten thousand dollars for the magazines. So no matter how many you own, you can only be fined up to ten thousand dollars for those magazines. So I just fact checked myself, but there you go. So you're still fined a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So
0: so what what would common sense from a republican standpoint what would a common sense gun reform look like cuz we 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 kind of we're seeing what That's it looks like from the democratic what are you guys' thoughts on that i have an article in case you guys need some time to think i can read about that article
2: but Well, I think kind of like what you said is your your basic common understanding of a firearm. You need to go through some type of basic firearms safety course so you have a better understanding of how to operate, manipulate, store, secure a firearm. Mm -hmm. Um, We already have a fairly good background check in place for anyone who wants to purchase a firearm. I don't know if we really need to go more in depth on those.
0: Yeah, and that, that's another thing. I think a lot of people think that, especially people that have never purchased a firearm. Stephen Crowder did a did a episode on this, but yeah, it, it's a very it's a good one. Yeah, it, it's a very elaborate process. It's a very long background check, and it's not your. It makes it look easy for those people that have gone through the process and maybe have a concealed carry permit and already have a background check on file. But it's not just go. It's not like buying a car.
2: Right. yeah exactly and then and then like i said earlier is there i there should be some type of some type of psychological uh check whatever even if it's an online questionnaire that you know it kind of bases is this person suicidal or homicidal because those are the two people we really don't want to have firearms because of what their possible intent with those firearms might be Mm -hmm. but you know, something like that. We just trying to limit the wrong people getting the firearms, I guess is the the easiest way to put that.
1: It makes it a little bit tough because how do you determine that someone is unfit? What are the parameters in terms of how do you like figure out intent
0: that, that is that is a very difficult thing. That's, That's what makes yeah. criminal cases so hard. The second that they say the intent was, and this was what happened with the George Floyd case, was the second they started saying that his intent was to go in and kill George Floyd, that makes it very hard then to, yeah, like wh- how, how do you know what someone's intent is? And that makes the criminal case more likely to get thrown out. This is the second you need to find someone's um intent and I don't agree with what happened with George Floyd at all but I was really concerned when I heard that, that that was what they're trying to do is define his intent as in man as he wanted to kill him.
1: Could I could I ask you guys some questions cuz I'm actually not Go for it. um second amendment stuff like I listen to all the arguments and stuff like that on both sides but I'm not fully educated but what do you think is the intent behind this bill? Because I've heard okay. extreme examples. I've heard like, well, why do you think that the Democrats are putting this bill forward? Like, why are they introducing it? Is it for money? Is it for control? Is it for power? Is, for, is it like, what is the conservative body? What is their main concern about this?
0: I can't speak for the main conservative body, but this is kind of just what I've thought about it because it's such a radical and almost ridiculous proposal that really isn't going to fly. And this is what um, the left does a lot. And kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier about how um, what led up to this moment, what led up to the moment Hitler became Hitler and all the little things that came here and there and there's this concept called the Overton window and it's basically this this radical no, no nothing radical happens right away it gets proposed the radical agenda like this bill is getting proposed and knowing that it's not going to get it's it's proposed knowing it's not going to get passed and their goal is this is and this is just my opinion of with it they're proposing this radical bill knowing it's not going to get passed but knowing also knowing that conservatives will compromise and kind of meet them halfway. They will meet them halfway at some point with this bill and that halfway meetup, that becomes the new starting line for their next radical proposal. And they'll propose something even more radical than H.R. 127 and we will meet them halfway again. And eventually those halfway meetups lead up to an actual H.R. 127. That's my perspective and that's what i would do if i was proposing something like that
1: and then that seems like that that makes sense especially from a psychological point as well Mm -hmm. is that if you people can warm up to ideas over time definitely a few years ago first amendment was such a core thing and and it it was untouchable Mm -hmm. right and now they banned the president or President Trump off of Twitter at the most crucial time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so over time, I see what you're saying. It just erodes that or, or gets people used to it. At least that's what I'm getting from what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's kind of that's how I see it. I don't I don't know if you have a different take on that, Ben, or
2: on his question, but um we kind of mentioned this. We had drills this past week, and then I kind of mentioned this before but um, the Supreme courts, they haven't made a ruling yet as far as what I've heard. But the fact that the Supreme court is even deciding or bringing it to case, whether the police can enter a home to seize guns without a warrant. And that's something that actually got brought up, which um, kind of like what you were asking is, is where does is this take? But it also comes down to where is this fine line of if we lessen or make more restrictions on this bill, we also now we are going to take away this specific right in the Fourth Amendment and unlawful search and seizure. Because if the Supreme Court comes out and says, yeah, you live in New York, which means you can't own a firearm police get in there and and remove those firearms without a a warrant basically we're just getting rid of all these bills or all these amendments right and left so we can compromise or so we can uh, get rid of one specific thing Um, and I just it can't happen and the fact that it like I said the fact that it even got brought up to the Supreme Court to see if we could go into someone's home without a warrant. Well, I'm a police officer and I can tell you right now, I'm not going to go into someone's home unless they, A, give me permission or B, I have a warrant to go into the home. I would never even question it and I would never even think about going into someone's home unless, of course, exigent circumstance and someone's life is in danger. Um, That's the only time that it's ever been deemed lawful to ever enter a home without a warrant or without someone's permission is, you know, that someone's life Uh, is in danger which comes back to of course life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and that's that's kind of where the basis of everything should be founded on
0: Hmm. yeah i remember that conversation ben and it's just it's interesting how yeah kind of going back to i think our first podcast the 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 bill of rights if you want the the perfect way to be anti-american is just to start going down the checklist of bill of rights okay take away this take away that take away this and yeah, the unlawful search and seizures—that's one that really hasn't been addressed in a while. But this could be a good opportunity to start addressing that.
1: Because I, I I agree with everything you guys are saying, and I, I I don't like this bill at all either. I guess my question is—is is like, how do you stop them? Because yeah, because we can we can talk all day about how much we don't like it, right? But what can I do to actually help? Like some people say, get the word out. Well, they're silencing us, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so what can we do to help fight this erosion of our principles?
0: I, That's a good that question I, for sure. Yeah, that is a good question. I kind of it kind of goes into something else that was on the docket to talk about. But what... um. Utah. Did you hear about what Utah proposed with their HB sixty with the permitless carry? Did you hear about that, Poe?
1: No, I didn't.
0: So Utah just barely passed um, basically constitutional carry, to where you don't need a concealed hand carry, you don't need a concealed car- gun carry permit. Jeez, um, anymore to to carry a firearm, to carry a handgun on you, concealed or open, and the the. The caveat to that is a lot of people were freaking out on the left about what does that mean for Utah? Anyone could just carry blah, blah, blah. But the caveat to that was one, criminals are going to carry anyways. I think this was in, um, I can't remember if it was in the bill or in a press conference when they were addressing the bill, but basically criminals are going to carry anyways. So the idea that this is going to create more criminals carrying guns is, is just, it's, it's, it, it has no correlation. And two is now the funds, 50%. Um, I'll post this in the show notes, but I can't remember if it's 50% of whatever is left over or whatever is left over of the funds that would go to. Con- um, oh my gosh. The funds that would go to um, funding the concealed p- permit process and all those fees and everything I'm pretty sure it's 50% of those excess funds would go to education in suicide prevention and education in firearm safety. I think that is a great alternative of meeting and, and just being educated with firearms and being educated on the suicide front because um, Joe Rogan, I was listening to one of his older podcasts um, with Steven Crowder and he he brought up the point that we, he thinks that the men, there's a mental illness issue in the country that is being disguised or being confused with a firearm issue. Yep. And so being able to address these mental illnesses that may lead, to, um, may lead to suicide will definitely at some point lead to some sort of mass shooting. And being able to really have an honest conversation about the, the mental health of some of these individuals that are... Committing these gun and fi- com- committing this gun violence. And so I think that's that's a way to address that problem and kind of solve that. Not not necessarily solve, but at least yeah, it, it's a solution kind of to what, what you were saying, Poe. It's a solution to this gun proposal, these these radical gun reform bills. I oh, don't know, I went off, I was all over the place on that one, but the
1: so my my biggest concern is is that the republicans have a losing strategy
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i feel like they're gonna based on what i've seen like i don't think we have a winning strategy when it comes to to the things that are important to us because we're talking to emotional people logically
2: it's true yeah very and, true
1: and and it's a it's such a losing strategy because when people are emotional they're just not gonna listen. You have confirmation bias, which they'll take whatever you say, and by the time it hits the brain, it became something else. And so, and 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 John Pierson was talking about the different types of brains between Republicans and and Democrats, and how their brains are very very different, and. I don't know. I, I, I feel like the reason why Trump was was such a big threat to, to the Democrats was because he was once a Democrat. He knew so he was an better threat. Yeah, yeah and, and he doesn't use logic. And, and he, because humans, as much as we want to pretend that we're logical creatures, we're yeah. emotional. And that's why the media is so powerful. Because if everyone was logical, the media will have no power. Yeah. But the reason that the media is powerful is because they understand emotions. Right. And, and they know how to draw an audience in, even if they consciously don't want to, it draws them in anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I think about, okay, we have a second amendment problem that they're going after that. What's this plan to stop that? Well, we, we, we can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I get that, but where's the how are you going to get the emotions right? Mm-hmm. To to I don't know. I I I haven't heard a, a strategy from anybody, Ben Shapiro, um, Ben Shapiro or or Louder with Crowder or
0: Bonje, yeah.
1: Yeah, I haven't, they're all logical people
0: <laughs> and yeah. they
1: do really well with their audience.
0: Well, that's what Crowder was—he—he—he's he's coined the term. Um, the Republican Party is full of a bunch of Spocks and not enough Kirks. Oh, and no. and yeah, we're we're filled with all these logical people, and it, it, it's a very good point of how do we how do we address this? How do we get on the offense because we're always on defense, always on defense, always on absolutely. Defense. And I don't know. That, that's a great question that I think we could start fleshing out <gasps> and start thinking about. Because that's a that's a really good point. Because
1: it's huge. Because sh- sorry, go ahead, Ben. I, oh, I was uh, just
2: gonna say why we're sitting there. Remember that article we tried to find it? It took us twenty minutes to find it on what was that Saturday or yesterday? Oh about, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Florida shooting. Like, yes. yeah, the, that just gets put on the back burner, and the article was front line for like ten minutes, and then got taken down. All yeah. Right. So basically, this article there was a gunman who it potentially could have been an active shooter situation in Florida. He was near an airport, but unfortunately for him and great for uh, our stance is um, he starts to shoot off rounds and he's right next to a gun store. And so multiple people with guns went and shot him, took him down before he could kill or injure more people. But the article made frontline news in Florida on Fox news for like 10 minutes and then I don't, I might not even be able to find it again. Like it's just, it's, so that's I, how it is. I saved <laughs> that link. Don't worry. I'm, it's that will be in the show notes. <laughs> but,
1: but to Ben's point, that's the sad part, right? That we have to save the link.
0: Yeah. yeah. The, algor-
1: the algorithm and big tech control, they have AI that controls what people see based on their locations and based on the data they have. Which is a different, which is a different variable to the problem we're trying to solve. And I don't think we're going to win the argument the way we're doing it. You do not beat big tech.
2: It's like, impossible to beat them.
1: I wouldn't it say must. it's impossible because, um, because a of Crowder is filing a lawsuit against them, which
2: That's true. is
1: good for him, man. That guy has balls of steel. Good oh, Crowder, for <laughs> him. Like he's done more than people in Congress has, but, but, there has to be a way to to a winning strategy. I'm telling you, the the Democrats, because they're emotional, understand emotions and they know how to use it. They're so smart. They're like, they're so smart. They know how to do it. And and I feel like we don't. We're too logical. <laughs> well, let me pull up, let me pull up this argument here and this, like Ben Shapiro, I love him. But he would be a great press secretary, a terrible president, <laughs> right? He, he's just too logical and he shuts down arguments really, really well. But, but you don't win people, you win logical people that way, right? But you don't win people emotionally. And then, I don't know guys, I, I, my biggest worries, we, we were bringing a stick to a flamethrower fight. And, and, the, uh, and, and the left, not to make things sound so grim, but, (laughs) but you are, (laughs) but they are much smarter than, than they're much smarter than than Republicans at the political.
0: Definitely. And kind of with that, and that's kind of what has led us to this crossroads that we're at is we took it, we took for granted their, their um, intelligence and their acumen when it came to big tech they saw the potential with that with marketing and with utilizing those for their purposes and you got to respect that that strategy i i definitely do and that's this kind of one thing that i love about dan bongino that he he had he came up with this concept a while back and he's just and i can't get it out of my mind is creating a parallel economy and using um, the liberal tactics that they have, but using them for us. And he's, he's and he has lately been very passionate about about going on the offense and actually utilizing, holding them to their own standards and to their own rules. And I think the parallel economy is something that really needs to be looked into. And it's not a safe space. It's not this technological safe space for conservatives. It's another vehicle for conservatives to do exactly what liberals are doing in the tech industry. And I think that might be one of the best ways that we can actually solve these problems is creating these par- parallel economies. Parler was one, one example that got s- shut down super hard, but they'll, they'll be back I know that they'll be back. They're figuring it out. Rumble's another great example of that. And, and they have a lot of work. These, these, these spaces have a lot of work and they're brand new to the tech and the user experience. But I think that's a step in the right direction is, is creating that parallel economy for other people.
1: Will the left let us do that?
0: We'll have to figure out a way. (laughs) And that's, that's I know a lot of problem that people are coming into with that, but I, I think it will do. It, it will work. I, I have hope in something like that, but that's just me and my optimistic self. So
1: it's, good. it's a good balance for your guests you brought on today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you brought us down to earth, man. Just hard without a parachute, dude. <laughs> I
1: know I I, I just want to win. You know, I want to win and yeah. And I just feel like there's no winning path right now. And, yeah, especially the Second Amendment, they took away the first right in front of our faces. And mm-hmm. pretty much just said, pretty much F you, we're going to take it. We took your president off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is, man.
0: We're, we're definitely in the trenches right now, and I but I think that they're, I don't know. I just have a good feeling. There's nothing to back up that good feeling with, but I think that I want to win. And that's kind of why we started this podcast was because we want to win. We're tired of the Republican party and people like Mitch, Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell and their, Oh, their establishment mentality. And it's, it's our party. We're taking it back. And it's just a matter of how we do that. And I think it's multiple different fronts of the battlefield in this set metaphorical battlefield. Excuse me. Jeez Louise. Um, Yeah. And this is just one way to, I think, do it is getting the word out for sure being logical for one, but yeah, I think we need to really start thinking about that um offensive strategy that you were bringing sure. up.
2: And we need people to start realizing that there is a fourth party and that's us it's us the people not the government because everything that we are voting for and wanting should be what's happening or what our elected officials are doing but like you mentioned earlier we have a few examples of not representing their party properly and that's what needs to change yeah the fourth branch of the people of
0: actually holding leaders accountable and that's what i loved about what what's going on with the censoring of all these these republicans that voted for for trump i mean voted to impeach trump um we're holding our leaders accountable i think that needs to be taken to yeah we, we need to take it to to them i don't know if that makes any sense but kind of kind of yeah <laughs> See you thinking, Poe. What you what you thinking?
1: It's is this is this just straight politics or 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 whatever you you
2: want, whatever you want. It's or is
1: there a religious tone to it too?
0: We can have a religious tone. It's that's an American idea, part of the First Amendment. So go for it.
1: Feeling like my First Amendment is under attack.
0: (laughs) Oh, go for Uh, it! This is a place for ideas, man.
1: I um. I listen. I. What? I wonder if there's a way to come together with the Democrats. I feel like there are Democrats who. I. I don't see Democrats as as the enemy. Mm-hmm. I see them as good people that have been lied to.
0: I think that's uh, I, I, that's a fair statement, right? And, I think it's a fair statement.
1: And I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think there are good people on both sides, and I think there are bad people on both sides.
0: Hey, that's something Trump said, so you better watch it. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I miss them already. (laughs) Oh right. Yeah. I think you're right though.
0: They're they're. I think. Yeah. Go. Sorry. No. No. Go ahead.
1: Because from a religious standpoint, like that to me is more important than the political side, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I study, like, how religious can I go? Are we good? Yeah. Uh, As religious as you want.
0: First
2: amendment. Okay, we don't so, sacrifice. We don't sacrifice things, but go yeah, for just it. We don't sacrifice anything on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I like bringing up a puppy <laughs> with an AR. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> anyway, so so I've been studying the the last days, right? And uh-huh. if you look at the Book of Revelation, it mentions three beasts in there. One beast is the dragon that has seven seven heads, uh, with thorn with horns, right? Mm -hmm. and then there's another beast the leviathan that comes out of the the sea but the interesting part about this beast it also has seven heads um it has seven heads but the horns are not on the head sorry the the crowns are not on the head it's on the horns right to represent that it could be nations uh that will use brute strength to take over right so it could be armies um, um is, is one interpretation. And then there's another, there's another beast that is talked about in pro Revelation. It's a lamb. Right? But when you think about a lamb, who do you think about?
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Jesus Christ. But that's not the beast. That's not the lamb that John the Revelator is talking about. It's a, it's a lamb that has horns. The idea of this, the symbolic part of it is that there's going to be a beast that comes across good, but is actually evil, right? Mm. And this beast is actually going to deceive, is the key word, many people. And I feel like, I'm not saying that media is that beast, but it sure feels that way, (laughs) (laughs) right? Where they deceive good people. And so when I think of strategy, I'm not just thinking about strategy on on a political side, but a spiritual strategy, how can people know that they're being deceived by that third beast? Because I I see the psychological side and what Jordan Peterson says and and Scott Adams, and and I see what they're saying, but on a spiritual standpoint, how do you know that they're not being lied to how do you know that that you're not in bed with the with the lamb of horns see i I think about that. that's why I come up with the idea that conservatives I'm also concerned about them
0: as well because yeah, they, they basically be that lamb with horns right
1: and and there might be people that that seem like conservatives, but really they're not mm-hmm. How can we discern that let alone overcome it,
0: yeah. That's a good point. And that's, uh, it's, I, I really like that idea of how do we come together and be truly united? Cause I, I, I love the discourse. Some of the best conversations I have are with people in the military that are super liberal and super Democrat and, but they respect, we, we, we have this mutual respect as we talk for these different ideas. And, that that's a healthy opportunity because i think that's conservatives the the beauty behind conservatism is they want to conserve what's working conserve the old ways conserve these ideas but sometimes those ideas aren't always the best idea and that's where the liberal change and hope and that ideology comes into play to where that the and it's just this polarizing effect that i think is a healthy balance it's it's almost harmonizing and if we can really find a way to work with the democrats and find those people that are really reasonable because like you said they're 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 reasonable and good people on on both sides and it's just a matter of how do we open up that dialogue to
1: yeah how do we get into the echo chamber see news Mm -hmm. news of the left gets into the right gets to the right but news of the right does not get to the left yeah side. they they have that airtight right mm-hmm. and, and however you get there and, and jordan peterson even also mentioned that that liberals are important too right yeah that michael jordan
0: said that republicans buy shoes too right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, i i see where you're going though but
1: yeah, I, I just wonder if there's a, if the only way that we can beat this is through love. Agreed. I wonder, I wonder if that's really the mm-hmm. overreaching, and know, over, it's the only way, is that you love those, you love your enemies, you pray for those that despitefully use you, and if you just go back to those principles, is that that might be the best way to do it? But maybe not.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's, that's why I hate the two-party system is because they're so polarizing that that's the opposite of what they're wanting. They want us to continue with that hate so we don't come to agreements yeah. because it, it doesn't fit the agenda. It doesn't fit the, the next paycheck. That's, that's yeah. why I hate that two-party system is for that reason.
1: Yeah. And yeah. imagine a Democrat coming out just saying, dude, I, I, I think Republicans have a good point. I think Republicans are good loving people. And that's like, Tulsi Gabbard. That would be,
0: yeah, Tulsi her. Gabbard's about the only one. And she was destroyed by her own party because she did do that. Yeah. She's a Russian spy, okay? Come on. <laughs> oh, freaking <laughs> illusion.
2: Their obsession with Russia, man. It's cool they don't have Chinese
1: <laughs> Chinese girlfriends and
2: oh. Isn't yeah. that sad though? Someone inside their own party. Like Joe Rogan said, she literally was the best candidate for their their presidential nomination and they but they attacked her and, and threw her under the bus so that way someone like Biden could get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I like that 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 love sentiment. And I think that's a good way to kind of end the conversation in all honesty cuz I think that's really that's really the only way out of something like this is finding mutual respect and mutual, um, admiration for each, for each other. So, well, awesome. Thanks Poe for participating in this amazing conversation.
1: I hope it was useful. Sorry listeners if it wasn't, but I enjoyed (laughs) myself. So that's
2: all good. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, real quick, um, you can follow
0: us at, uh, we, we actually have a website up now. It's youngerpubs.com. We're going to be posting some articles and other content there besides just the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and locals at The Younger Pubs and on Facebook at The Young Republicans. Um, and then find us on Spotify, Google, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast at The Younger Pubs.
2: So unless you guys have anything else. Peace. just remember oh you matter like i matter okay that's for all of you all of you listeners you all matter yes and please let us know
0: too what you think send us a message a dm um just just connect with us we'd love to have more people involved in these conversations so
1: absolutely
0: cool all right peace out